Welcome to Project Arrowhead. Today is Tuesday, January something. 14th. 14th. Thank you. I had no freaking clue. Oh, crap going freaking bullshit in here. And Anyway, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Jim Sackowitz, and I am joined by the one and only Sarah Beer. Sarah, what's going on? Another day. Oh, it's a it's a day. All right. Oh God. So, what's new? I uh, I got those. Uh, I don't think your microphone's on. Or get closer because I can't hear you. Try it again. Can you hear me now? Nope. What? Keith. Keith, her mic's not on. Try it now. Can you hear me? Still can't hear you. I can hear. No, right. anyway, I, I hear you. Just a reminder. Well, not really a reminder, but Project Arrowhead is brought to you by the Lansdowne Pub, the number one spot at the Mohegan Sun, located in Uncasville, Connecticut. Dining and nightlife, great food, great music, daily specials, and more. Chef Randy does an amazing job with the menu. That's the Lansdowne Pub, located on the upper floor of the Mohegan Sun. The number one night spot in the casino. Actually, in southeastern Connecticut. It's Thursday, 9.30, karaoke with JPO. JPO. What up? Okay, nobody can hear her. Now you can. I oh, can now hear we me. can hear. We can hear her now. I've got. Listen, I got a lot going on over here right now, so I'm and just Saturday, forgetting to push buttons. Saturday night, also karaoke at 10 p.m. That is the Lansdowne Pub. Okay. Hi, Dad. Hi, Dad. <laughs> so, remember last week we were talking about New Year's resolutions. Before we get to everything else that we're going to get to. Um, here are eight things. These are Jim's eight rules. Eight things to quit in 2020. Oh, right. All right. So, Sarah, tell me if you agree with them, and we'll go for there. Captain Spaulding, that's right. My opinion alone. Chicken and gas. <laughs> okay. These are the eight things. Jim rules. Jim's rules to quit in 2020. Number one, trying to please everyone. Preach. Okay. Number two. Fearing change. Number three, stop living in the past. You know, history is history for a reason. Move forward. Number four, stop overthinking. I notice that's a big one. Don't overthink things. You know what you're doing. Just do it. That's easier said than done. Okay. Number five, (laughs) don't be afraid to be different. March the beat of your own drum. Mm-hmm. You are who you are. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Don't be afraid to be different. All right. Uh, six. Don't sacrifice your happiness for others. I see people doing this all the time. They're miserable. But, but, no, but, but, but. Don't sacrifice your happiness for others. There's got to be some mutual ground in there. I'm guilty of that. Everybody is. Okay. And this is a big one. Stop thinking you're not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? I just I feel like you just read my diary. I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, stop thinking you're not good enough. Um, 
You are. You know, you know it, and that goes again with the stop trying to please everyone. Okay? Let it go. Um, And number eight, stop thinking you have no purpose. And if you think you don't have one. I was waiting for a laugh on that. Oh, no. I was going to say, if you think you don't have one, find it. (laughs) Yeah. Just figure it out. Everybody in this world has a purpose. Find your purpose and follow those eight rules. All right? Just a recap. Stop trying to please everyone. Stop fearing change. Stop living in the past. Stop overthinking. Stop. Stop. Preaching. Stop being afraid to be different. Stop sacrificing your happiness for others. Stop thinking you're not good enough. And stop thinking you have no purpose. Eight, Jim's eight rules to live by right there. What do you think? I agree. Okay. I agree. Some are tougher than others, but I agree. Well, that's going to be easy. Life's not easy. Mm, Truth. Yeah. And for every... Oh, this Susan Dub lady's on. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Hi, Amanda. All right. Um, for those of you that live in New England, um, yeah, definitely New England, um, especially southeastern Connecticut. Connecticut's Wicked Weekend is coming up. Ooh, what is and that? That is going to be February 21st through the 23rd. It's going to be uh, the first Wicked Weekend Horror Convention, and it's going to be here in Mystic, Connecticut. It's going to be at the Hilton Hotel in Mystic, uh, February 21st through the 23rd. Uh, One-day pass is $25. A three-day pass is $66. And a VIP three-day pass is $150. I don't really know what the VIP pass entails, um, but it'll be pretty good. Now, drum roll. Most I don't know what we're drum rolling. <laughs> a lot of you guys have seen, um, well, if you haven't, you should, the show that when we had uh, Jason McLeod on. Yes. Oh, my God. I was obsessed with that show. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Jason McLeod will be appearing at Connecticut Wicked Weekend nice. here in Mystic, Connecticut. Um, for those of you that don't remember or haven't seen the show, uh, Jason was an investigator with Ed and Lorraine Warren. He is an empath, paranormal investigator. Uh, he's a demonologist, and he's also an author. And his books are absolutely amazing. Uh, they detail some of the stories that he's experienced. So, once again, Jason will be appearing in Mystic on the 21st through the 23rd. I don't have a rundown of the other guests yet. They're going to get them to me um, and the other vendors. We will be appearing. Um, Scares at Care will be there. I will be there uh, along with some of the other members of Scares at Care. And uh, hopefully we raise some money for the charity. Stop over, come see us, get some merch. And uh, usually we have something pretty good to raffle off. I don't know if we got anything yet. But um, it'll be a good time. Once again, February 21st through the 23rd, the Hilton Hotel in Mystic, Connecticut's first Wicked Weekend. And I know somebody's going to be there. 
Me? Yeah. Now I am. Yeah, you're going to go meet Jason. I didn't even know this was a thing. Yeah, uh, and that's the thing. A lot of people didn't. So we're trying to get the word out. Um, it was originally supposed to take place in October up in Stafford Springs. Uh, but due to a, I believe it was a fire in the uh, place where it was supposed to be held, uh, they had to cancel it. And they moved it down here. So let's get the word out. And I hope to see all you guys there. It should be a really good time. Yeah. Okay, I can breathe. <laughs> and just kidding. Get all that out of the way. Uh, now onto some spook. Speaking of breathing, <laughs> do, do you watch football? Um. Yeah. Did you watch football this weekend? I watched. Um. I watched one game with my dad and my brother, and holy cow. Um. Which one was it? Uh, it was. It was. It was the first one. Katina Smith says, "What if you used to live in Connecticut? Is the flight included?" <laughs> uh, you have to talk to Sarah about that. She's in charge of uh, of all flights and uh, hotel accommodations. He's lying. So anyway, did you see the the? I want to say it was halftime where they presented Jimmy Johnson. Well, they didn't really present him, but they showed up to let him know that he had been. Uh, Inducted into the Football Hall of Fame? No. Oh my god! I thought he was gonna. I thought he was having a heart attack. It was. It was really scary because he tried talking and he couldn't breathe. And uh, even the other guys are there. And like, do you need your bottle? Do you need your spray? <laughs> um. So yeah, maybe not do that on live TV just in case. Let's see if I can. F- Giants still gonna suck. Giants are not gonna suck. My cousin, he thinks he's funny. He's a cowboy fan, and we can't fault him for that, I guess. Hey, I'm a cowboy fan. My dad's in here. He's a Giants fan. Well, at least one of you guys is smart. (laughs) Okay. Um, Guys, I won't be back next week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, actually, I don't think we have a show next week. Um, Oh, we don't? No, I got to check. I think I have a powwow meeting, Um, but I will definitely let you know. Okay. Um, so yeah, they went to present him with the, the you know the, the fact that he was the 370th something person voted to the National Football Hall of Fame, and uh, he got Bill Cower was good. Yeah, Bill Cower got it the day before, and that was good. But the the Jimmy Johnson one, I honestly got thought he he was going to have a heart attack. <laughs> it was not good. Um, no, I was watching it at a bar, and so like you don't really pay attention. During halftime, yeah, unless time. it's the Super Bowl, obviously. Well, but. Yeah, I don't know. Most of the Do we know who's performing at the Super Bowl this year? Yeah, it's uh, Shakira and J Lo. You're joking. Mm-mm. Wish I was. <laughs> I'll go out and clean my car or something during <laughs> halftime. Oh my gosh! That's... I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I'll stick around and watch Shakira because who her doesn't hips want don't lie? her hips? Do not lie. Who want, who doesn't want to miss Shakira? I mean, who wants to miss Shakira? Um, Yep, committee meeting the 21st. College football is real football. I don't know. After I got so mad last night, um, they ejected one of Clemson's top player for a questionable hit that wasn't even called on the field. They had to go to replay. And they called it targeting and threw their top player out of the game and uh, I 
after that, I shut it off. I'm like, no, nah, I, I can't watch this. I don't watch college football. So it, it's good. I'm kind of I'm looking forward to the XFL too. That's going to be fun too. All right, so today we are going to talk about your experiences with the paranormal. Everybody's had an experience. I guarantee it. Everybody. We're having experiences right now. Are we? Yeah. Jim, forget to say he's on internet radio and doesn't give out the phone number. Um, I haven't gotten that far yet. (laughs) Wow. Get with it, sir. Okay. Anyway. um, We're going to start off. um, Sarah will start off with her experience. Oh, throw me under the bus. Do you want me to start off? Yeah. Okay, fine. I'll start off. Well, we'll trade. You do one, I'll do one. Well, exactly. Okay. Then you're going to talk about your experience. But they should call in if they have one. Yeah. If you have a paranormal experience... And you want to talk about it on here, if it's still going on, I am lead investigator for Arrowhead Paranormal, and uh, we may be able to uh, help you out there. So, the studio line here is 860-626-5193, 860-626-5193. Now, um, my first paranormal experience happened in the 80s and um i wasn't even born see why you gonna why you gonna throw that out there (laughs) jesus you know it's payback for that cowboy's comment Uh, you're still a cowboy fan i I gotta look the other way (laughs) um i was i was really close to my grandmother uh probably closer to my grandmother than i was to my parents well they were going on a trip to florida and um, my nephew, who was one at the time, was going with him. My aunt, and it was all fine and whatnot. Well, they um, made it to Maryland. They were in a motorhome. Made it to Maryland, and my step grandfather fell asleep at the wheel, went off the road, and killed my grandmother instantly. Oh. And seriously injured my aunt and my one-year-old nephew uh cousin now my one-year-old cousin suffered a fractured femur now remember he's one so a fractured femur on a one-year-old is not like um a fractured femur on somebody that's older he ended up having to be put in a full body cast now the cast went from the bottom of his rib cage down both legs with a bar in the middle connecting it. So he could not move either leg, and um, it, it was rough. He was he was in pain. He was It was rough. And uh, we flew him and my aunt back up here, and we got them home, and they, they had lived with my grandmother. And we brought them upstairs into what was originally my dad's room, which was down the hall. And he was just screaming and crying. Now, he loved Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse was was the bomb to him. And we're sitting there, and we were all frustrated because we couldn't get him to stop crying. We didn't know what to do. And all of a sudden, a Mickey Mouse balloon that was all the way down the other end of the hallway in a bedroom 
managed to float its way down the hallway into the room where he was laying and position itself right above him. <laughs> and now this was witnessed by, I would say there was probably five of us there. And uh, needless to say, our jaws just dropped. There was no wind. Nothing. It just floated in the room and stopped directly above him. And as soon as the balloon stopped above him, he looked up and he stopped crying. And I swear there was like a, a, a smile. And we all just looked at each other and I mean, we got goosebumps. We knew something was up then. So later on that night, um, we had gotten him to sleep. He was he was downstairs with us so we could keep an eye on him. And everybody that was there, we were all downstairs in this one room. And we heard footsteps walking around upstairs. And I remember my uncle saying, who the hell's upstairs? When I looked around, I'm like, uh, nobody. We're all right here. So we're listening, and we, we heard the footsteps upstairs. So we went up. We're going to see who was up there. And we got up there, and there was nobody there. Wow. And that was my, pretty much my first experience with the paranormal. Do you think it was the same person? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure uh, 110% that it was my grandmother making sure that Jason was okay before she uh, crossed over. That's cute. So that's my story. Um, so I kind of, it's not as intense as that, but... Um, the last, not last year, but the year before, I went to Canada, and my grandmother lives in Prince Edward Island. My, like, my mom's side of the family is all Canadian. So, I was there at my grandmother's house, and I don't know what it is about um, two specific rooms in my grandmother's house, mm -hmm. but I've always had, not a creepy vibe, but um, just an off vibe about um, this one end room and the basement and I've always thought about my grampy and he passed in 2008 so I don't know what it is about those rooms they just reminded me of him and he was just such a sweet man um, one day I was making the bed and like I make it so that like the sheets are flat and I just made the bed real quick um, obviously because it's my grandmother's house and like I have to be clean and neat and you know and I I went I made the bed I walked out um, had breakfast hung out with my grandmother in the living room watching some TV and it was only us two in the house and I walked back into the room to go get changed for the day and there was a handprint right on the bed perfect handprint and I was like no so then I took a picture of the handprint and I sent it to my mom hi Rowan and I was like no like this is crazy and it was like perfectly placed handprint and I put my hand in the handprint mm -hmm. and it was bigger than like it wasn't my hand you know like right. 
I put my hand in it and the handprint was bigger. So that kind of freaked me out. I didn't tell my grandmother. Maybe I told her, maybe like not at the time I didn't tell her. I told my mom, mm-hmm. I was like, don't tell Nanny. I don't want her to freak out. <laughs> she might know now. If not, sorry, Nanny. Like this is how you're finding out. But <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, great. it freaked me out. All right. And then so the same visit while I'm up there because I stay for well this time I was up there for like three months but um, I was I'd say within the week I was sleeping and I just kind of felt this presence behind me and I kept hearing Sarah Sarah and I turn around or and I felt tapping on me and I turned around and no one was there mm-hmm. and but I felt the tapping on me and then that like but it was in the same room and I feel like it was my grampy, and um, I don't think I, I always thought to myself, if I ever had like a paranormal experience, that I would probably die of fright. And I didn't. Um, I was scared, but I wasn't um, terrified, most, or well, most, I don't know. Most paranormal experiences are so subtle. It's not like you see on TV. Um, it's, yeah, that's it, it's, it's stuff like that, like like what you said, and um, yeah, that's great. Has it happened since? Um, not, I don't think with my grandfather, but I the experience that I had with you guys going to um, the Leffingwell House was crazy, and mm-hmm. I I believe that that was after, I believe that was the summer. Um, or the it was the Halloween after the summer that I had experienced that, and um, I thought to myself going into this that I was like I am not going to believe this until I really see it for myself, and I was going in a big skeptic, and I was like trying to logically explain things that were going on in like the rooms when we were doing like the flashlight like asking it mm-hmm. like for those of you who don't know um they were using a flashlight in this room to communicate and if it um turned on or off that was like the spirit connecting answering your question no hold on let me interrupt you for a second before yes, you continue. please correct me if i'm wrong. um basically what we do is we take a regular mini mag light and we screw the top on just enough so that it's 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 barely on but the light will be off what that does is the the entity will use its energy to turn the light on and off i mean it's not going to obviously it's not going to turn it on with the button um and people will say oh well i mean a vibration will turn it on when you ask direct questions and you say is this true or are you here turn the light on and it turns the light on and then just for verification you say okay can you turn the light off now please and the light goes off then you know yeah and even even with that in mind though like i still like going into it i'm still like logically telling myself this and i was sitting in the room and i was sitting on the floor and i had kind of felt this like I don't know like someone brushed up against me and I didn't even think anything of it we were leaving that room and I turned to my mom and I said mom did you touch me back there and she goes no why and I was like well I I felt something touch me 
And she was like, oh, well, it wasn't me. And she knows me. She would not do that at this time. Like, she would not, like, try to prank me or... or right, right. Because we're, he- we're, we're here to, like, legit, you know, find out for ourselves if this is real or not. So, 100% she wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. So, I left the room. She said, no, it wasn't her. And I'm like, okay. So, I kind of had, like, a... Tip in me a little bit. And then we go downstairs, and I remember that was where this uh, it was Hannah. I wanted to say she was eight, right? And she died of consumption. So tuberculosis. Yeah, tuberculosis. Um, and she was so active. At one point, my mom's throwing me under the bus. She's like, Do you know my daughter's name? And I think it said Sarah. I can't remember if it did or not. No, it did. But I was shocked. And it seemed to, like, have this, like, draw to me. And it was me, Sam, my mom, and Sam's husband, Patrick, sitting on the floor. And Patrick goes, why didn't you touch my hand? And I was like, Patrick, you're crazy. But then I guess she did. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm going to feel this now. If This this is going to be the determining factor. So I sit down. I put my hands down like if for you guys to see like this. And um, I was like, okay, you can come play with me if you want. Touch my hand. I don't know. And the coldest feeling brushed over my hand. Like almost like it was like holding it like this. Mm-hmm. And... I put my hand down like this and I could move the difference in temperature just from here to here was crazy and it was like I can't even describe to you how cold the sensation was like you know you read in ghost stories like you know a ghost is present because you get like that chill but like you you cannot describe this chill until you feel it yourself do you know why that is no because they suck all the heat out of the room Oh, because of the energy? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was crazy. And then that was the moment I was like, all right, all right, this is real. And I was actually sitting right there and watching it. And uh, it was some of the most interactive I have ever seen. Now, for those of you that don't know, uh, the Laughing Well Inn is located in Norwich, Connecticut. And it's been there since the 1700s. Um, They've had meetings for the Revolutionary War there. George Washington's been there. Uh, Chief Uncas from the Mohegans. You name it. Um, Benedict Arnold, who was born in Norwich, Connecticut, was also there. Um, There is a lot of activity inside um, the Leffingwell Inn. And I think it's coming up soon where, if you're not familiar with the Revolutionary War or Benedict Arnold, he pretty much burnt down the city of New London or led the attack that burnt down the city of New London. Um, Every year, he's honored, for lack of a better word, where um, the mayor of... Uh, New London leads a march and they walk Benedict Arnold's wooden leg from New London all the way to Norwich to the Leffingwell Inn where it's put on display. It's it's not his real leg, but it's to simulate what had happened back then. 
So they do all this. They have pictures of Benedict Arnold in there, and they do this whole little program. That is probably when the activity is at its highest. Really? Oh, yeah, because he, he was a traitor. Yeah, I was going to say, people you know, you, got, you got Washington and Leffingwell and, and all these people in there, and here you are, you're going to honor Benedict Arnold. They, they, it, yeah, it gets crazy in there. So do you guys do an, uh, an investigation that day? Or? Uh, we did. We, we have done one during the Benedict Arnold timeline. And um, not really where we wanted to be. It, it was not a very good investigation. Count me out on that one. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, they, it's, yeah. So we haven't done it since. But, yeah. Good to know. So if you have any paranormal experiences, give us a call. 860-626-5193. Studio line 860-626-5193. It could literally be anything. Like, I know, I mean, both of our stories seem to be like a loved one sort of coming through and crossing over and sending some sort of message. Um, oh, go ahead. You can answer um, that. <laughs> we, didn't, no, we don't only do Connecticut. Um, I do have a case that we're going to be doing up in Maine soon. Uh, hopefully soon. And... Uh, Trisha, I'm sorry. Trisha was going to call in, but she has no voice. Aww. Um, so, yeah, the New England area, um, depending on... Isn't it like New uh, Connecticut to Maine or something? I saw... I was looking at the website. What? I saw the website. What website? The, for your paranormal team. Yeah. Yeah, but we do have... We have an investigator in Maine. Um, but yeah, I am. I'm working on one up in Maine right now that uh, seems pretty promising, and uh, it's just a matter of time of, uh, or a matter of getting everybody together with the same time off so we can go up there and do it. But yeah, we do outside of Connecticut. We're based in. We're actually based at the Leffingwell Inn. And do you guys have any idea when you'll do another, like a time frame ish? For your next, like, public one? Because they, like, this is how I went. I was invited. Well, I wasn't invited. I went to this thing that they had where they invite the public on their um, investigation for the night. Yeah, we bring you guys in and uh, we let you use all the tools and basically we let you guys do the investigation. Uh, we're just there to uh, help you and oversee and uh, people are not disappointed. Yeah, Sarah, she'll tell you she was there. That's that's what I'm telling you. That was some cray-cray going on over there. And I don't know, did I tell you that I thought that I um, brought Hannah home with me? <laughs> because the next night, um, I had this little heart-shaped box. Um, it was the top of um, a Valentine's chocolate thing. Yep. But it said some cute thing that was like, keep calm and something. And so I hung it up on my wall and um the first day we got back or like so like the next day i see the box on my floor and i'm like well that's kind of weird like not a box but the cover of it i'm like that's Mm -hmm. that's kind of weird that that's sitting on the floor maybe it just fell off whatever so i put it back on the next day the heart shaped box mind you okay is out of my room in in the middle of the hallway 
it's a heart. It doesn't roll. It's not like... First of all, it have like the wall is like when you I don't even know how to describe this on the air, but when you walk into my room, it's the wall immediately to the right. So like the wall, the door is on. So it had to like flung out and around to go out of my door, and then it was all the way in the middle of my hallway. And I called my mom. I'm like, oh my gosh, you need to come see this. And so I was I was convinced because this was right after we went to that. It was like the next day and the day after. I was like, oh my god, I brought this home. Well, one thing I'll tell you is we take every precaution to make sure that nothing follows you home from the investigations. Same precautions we take on every investigation we do um, so that nothing follows us home. Uh, What it sounds like is you had a visitor. Yeah, I was just going to say, so I was haunted by someone else. Yeah. I threw it away. (laughs) The box? Yeah. I was like, uh, I ain't got time for this. So. Wow. Sorry so. if that was a loved one. <laughs> Heart-shaped box. Possibly. I mean. So remember, studio line 860-626-5193. If you want to share your stories, give us a call. Now, with that being said, um... One of Sarah's friends, who uh, was unable to join us on the show today, she sent a was it a story ahead. She so she told me this story. Um, she stayed at my house. Um, she's from Connecticut. I met her through church um, that we used to go to in Middletown. She lives in Maine now, the very very tippity top of Maine. Um, but she came down to Connecticut one time. And stayed at my house. And, um... So I'm just gonna read her story. Um... She said, The summer of 2012, I was 20 years old and living in Virginia. My friend asked me to take a trip, um... To visit her grandparents in Delaware, whom she hadn't seen in a while. Her grandparents lived at the end of a cul-de-sac. I don't know where he went. Oh. Okay. (laughs) It's just me now, guys. It's just her. I'm running this show. So, her grandparents lived at the end of a cul-de-sac in a big, semi-newly built home on a hill. When you walked in the front door, it had one of those staircases that led up to a hallway bordered with a railing on one side so that you could see the entire hallway from the foyer downstairs. Her grandparents slept in a different wing on the first floor of the house. Both her grandparents struggled to get up the stairs, so their bedroom was downstairs. That night, I was going to sleep, and my friend helped me bring my things into one of the four bedrooms where I would be sleeping. She had planned to sleep in another room down the hall, but stated she would be downstairs on the computer for a while. I was exhausted from our six-hour trip and had no problem falling asleep. I left the door open for a little bit of light. At one in the morning, I awoke to the sound of a door creaking open. I looked through my tired vision and saw someone standing in the doorway. I figured it was my friend coming up to go to sleep, and I fell back asleep myself. Exactly one hour later, I woke up again to the same noise of the door creaking open. It became a nuisance at this point, which is when I got up, shut the door, I returned to my bed, and fell asleep once more. Girl, I would have... More power than me. I'm I'm here. I just had to stand up for a minute and stretch my back. (laughs) About an hour after that, around 3 in the morning, I woke up to the sound of a door creaking once again. 
I went to look again this time, but felt like I was being held down in the bed and couldn't speak even if I tried. I heard whispers and a faint growling. After trying to scream and get up, I finally sprung up from my bed. I mustered up the courage to climb out of the bed and look around. I saw nothing. I checked the room, which my friend said she was sleeping, but she was not there. I frantically checked the other two bedrooms and still no sign of her. I flew down the stairs and ran to the living room where she was sound asleep on the couch. I woke my friend up and asked her if she had gone upstairs at all. She told me she hadn't. I told her about the person I saw in my doorway and being held down in my bed. She assured me that she had been downstairs the entire night and then spoke the words, I'm so sorry, I didn't know this would happen to you. This is why I don't sleep upstairs. <laughs> Ugh. On a side note, I told my dad, who was living in Connecticut at the time, about what happened to me that the night before. He told me that was strange because he had a dream that the same night that I was yelling for help and kept trying to open the door to, to get to me, but it wouldn't open. The next day, I was determined to make sense of sounds I heard. I tried opening and closing all the doors upstairs, and none of them made any creaking noise, no matter how hard I tried to get them to make a sound. So her friend basically had some experiences and didn't tell her and was like, yeah, go ahead, sleep upstairs. I'm going to sleep downstairs. I think that would have been an ex-friend. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Michelle, she'll watch this at the end, but um, she'll have to say whether they're still friends or not. But <laughs> holy cow. When she told me this story, I had goosebumps. I was like, are you kidding me? But um, at first you would think, like, when she's telling the story, like, oh, yeah, it's just sleep paralysis or something like that, which I've had. It is definitely terrifying. But the fact that her friend was like, I'm so sorry. Uh-uh. Wow. Uh-uh. That's crazy. And she actually um, told that story to, do you know um, the morning show, Elvis and Duran? Morning show or whatever it is. No? It's like a big morning show. But anyways, the girls on it have a podcast called um, Acquired Taste. Mm -hmm. And they were so freaked out by that story that they were, they um, they did something with her. I think she won tickets to something because of that, but... That's wow. crazy. Absolutely crazy. Wow. I. <laughs> yeah, she, you're right. She set her up. She probably, you know what? She probably was like, you know what? I wonder if I'm crazy. I was going to say that. Maybe I'm crazy. Let me see if somebody else experiences it. But, I mean, that's really, that stinks. I would have, I would have, a good friend <laughs> would have been like, hey, guys, I have a favor to ask. Um, I, I think, like, this place is haunted no Stay but you here. know what no i know no, i know no, no. i know that gives them the exactly because if you tell somebody they're gonna see something they'll see then it. no matter what they're gonna see something yeah you let them go in blindly like that and then it's like um hey what's going on so i mean i can understand that i can understand why she wouldn't have told him um who's dr venkman was that a joke oh my god did you really just say that i mean it sounds familiar but i dr venkman who are you going to call? Oh, that's why it sounds familiar. <laughs> wow. You know, my dad is the epitome test. of like dad jokes, so I just never know. <laughs> I think we got one of the Ghostbusters on here. Jim, you still on there? Jim Maurer, he's one of the colonial Ghostbusters. They dress up as uh, the Ghostbuster guys, and it's it's awesome. And they get the whole get up. 
Oh, 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 I just remembered. Oh, oh, oh. I did have one other experience, and I called into the show when you guys were um, going over something about... Uh, and, again, I'm going to sound crazy. Half the time I do, so it's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was driving on Route 11 at the time I was working at the mall. Um, I closed down the kiosk. I was thinking I was working at the kiosk at the time. Close down the kiosk, come home. It's probably about 9.30, between 9 and 9.30. Um, driving on Route 11, coming back to Colchester. And the exit before Route 11 merges with Route 2. I was getting off that exit because I needed gas. Um, nobody is on Route 11 with me. It's... A weekday, it's 9 o'clock, 9.30 at night. Not usually a lot of cars on Route 11 in the first place, but um, all of a sudden, a car kind of speeds up behind me, and its headlights are so bright, and the only reason why I'm noticing it is because... The only reason why I noticed this car anyways is because of how bright the headlights were, and I could see it in my mirror reflecting in my face, and I was getting really annoyed. <laughs> come to find out they're getting off the same exit as me and they're speeding and I'm like yo this car needs to slow down or it's gonna hit me because there's a stop sign not that far from where this exit you know we gotta stop and turn onto a main road um I'm like panicking that this car is gonna hit me and then all of a sudden I look back into my like I look I stop at the stop sign I look to see if there's cars and then I look back into my mirror, and this car is not behind me. It got off the exit. And it was not behind me. I remember telling my friend about this, and she she forever reminds me about a ghost car. I, that's what we call it, the ghost car. I've, I've heard stories about ghost cars. But I was like, there's no way, but there's no... like. What logical explanation could there be? What would be speeding behind me with two lights and then just disappear when I it's so close to hitting me that I think it's going to hit me? You know? Mm-hmm. That's something else that was very strange that happened to me. But that was probably, I'd say, seven years ago. Wow. And forever, I... Oh, oh my gosh, my friend Gwen said the same thing. I swear that's happened to me on Route 11. Same exit. That's one of the reasons why I won't drive on 11 at night. I'm okay. I'm not crazy. I know I sound it, but... Yeah, there's been multiple sightings and complaints. On Route 11? Yep. Interesting. I. Yeah, I wasn't going to say anything, but now that you've all said it, yeah. But, like, do you know any history behind it? Or is it, like, you know, the same story? Same story. Same exact story. That's crazy. Because I grew up reading, like, these books about stories about local um, stories. So, like, I read Ghost Stories in the Maritimes about stories there. This is something I feel like would be something I would read in, like, a Connecticut book or a New England book. You know what I'm talking about? Those mm-hmm. books? There are, oh, yeah. There's, there's a lot of good books out. If you go to uh, Mystic Village, they have a lot of good books over there. Like haunted, That's probably where I would have found a book like what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. 
I would, I would, I'm going to have to, I'm going to get back to you guys. I need to look this up. <laughs> Route 11, Haunted Highway. Maybe that's the reason they won't continue it. Dun, um, dun, dun. You should go up and you should go up and see the woman in white. Is that Maud's grave? No. No. Okay. Um, I don't know the woman. God, in white. I can't remember where it is, but she uh, she's outside the cemetery and she walks in the middle of the road, all dressed in white. Oh, I've heard of and, this. Um, oh my god, I'm. I apologize. I'm a, um, <laughs> I'm a little distracted right now. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, somebody who I went to school with, uh, who I was friends with, um, who I consulted with at physical therapy and all this and that, um, has been accused of murdering his wife and three children in Florida. And... Um, I was waiting and, and hoping that the story wasn't true, uh, but I'm reading on the current right now that um, they have uh, identified the four victims oh. and uh, have the suspect in custody, which would be my friend Tony. Um, Craziness. I don't understand what causes people to snap like that this is the absolute last person I, I would have ever thought did something like this or would do something like this he had a uh, physical therapy business here in Colchester uh, he had one down in Florida and the place in Florida I, I didn't even know it existed it's called Celebration Florida <laughs> I know I didn't know and about it, it until then too it was apparently built by Disney. Really? I yeah, mean, that makes it's, sense. It's it's a Disney town um, that's kind of like the Truman Show and something else combined. I had never heard of it's it a good movie. until all of this came out. And uh, as much as much as I wanted it to not be true, um. All the reports are leading to, uh, to it, it, it's true. I'm still, I'm going to be a little naive. I'm going to, I'm just going to not think that for right now. Well, I want solid, solid, solid proof. I, that's hearsay. what I was saying, but now it's, it's right there. What did they, so this is an update because this wasn't as this, as of this morning, and I've been at work all day. Yeah, so. they weren't. Like, <laughs> first, they were saying it was a uh, a murder investigation or death investigation. They called it. And they weren't given the details of how many. Um, uh, but they released a report that uh, I'm sorry to report that four bodies have been found in Celebration, Florida. Tony is at the hospital. Um, they have no further details, and we'll update you more. And then it says, please play. Please pray for the family. Yeah, but, I mean, they didn't say... No, but they, they have a picture of him being taken into custody. So, yeah, I mean, as much as I would like it to not be true... Craziness. They didn't even say, like, what he did, or... I don't think I want to know. I mean, I know that sounds 
weird, but like, did he stab him? Did he shoot him? Like, did he poison them? Like, I mean, I guess that kind of makes a difference. And you know, the media is going to twist it. It, yeah. Which I think is why it's not a gun. Because that would be all over. Not necessarily. I know what you're saying, though, but. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm sure details will be coming out soon. And, uh, I mean, like everything, they'll have a press conference. This was national news, so um, I'm sure everybody will know about it soon enough. Were you in that Facebook group? What Facebook group? So the family started a Facebook group originally because they Oh, because they were missing. They were from missing. January 6th. No, I wasn't in that group. Yeah, I got invited to it. Well, obviously because where I live, so like everybody knew him. He was from Colchester, I think, because of his practice there. But, okay. Oh, all right. I, I am convinced that Facebook listens to everything we say. Oh, <laughs> I'm just looking at his screen. That's crazy. Is that not the craziest thing? Here we are. I'm talking about Shakira and her hips don't lie. And what pops up? Shakira dancing. That's weird. I mean, it's not weird. We know that oh, they listen. Oh, it's weird. It's, <laughs> it's just becoming our reality now. Yeah. Yep, that that was, yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. Um. Okay. Yeah. So the um, the lady in white is uh, at the Union Cemetery in Easton, Connecticut, and they've been reporting sightings of her since the nineteen forties. So I feel isn't Easton like just basically a haunted town? I feel like everywhere. I feel like I hear a lot of, like, creepy stuff from Easton, Connecticut. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff up that way. Um, you know, Easton's way up there. It's by Monroe, where, obviously, the Warren's Museum is. Um, Dudley Town. I'm not going to talk about Dudley Town right now, because I'm writing a movie about it. Oh, that's right. Uh, <laughs> so. Plus, this isn't, this isn't the show for that, okay? No, not at all. <laughs> no, I just mean we have a topic of like ghost towns. Yeah. That'll be one. <laughs> you know what's weird is the right, so my movie was was based on well, it is based on Dudley Town. Right. Well, apparently the people who own Dudley Town or mm-hmm. the property up there have an issue with me writing this movie. Because they don't want the publicity and the people coming to Dudley Town. Well, guess what? It's Hello? already there. Oh, it's already there. Uh, that's dumb. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I may have to change the name of it, but we'll see. Spe- well, okay. Call it like make it so silly, like Spudley Town, like <laughs> like a rhyme. Where so they it's so pick close. potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Um. I got people looking into it. My people are working on it. You could call it Dudley Town, but it could be like IE instead of EY. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's not, I mean, I feel like, you know, I am Peter's mom. <laughs> Hi, Peter. <laughs> not Peter's mom. No, you don't say. You never know these days. Wow. So. There's got to be somebody out there that wants to share their story with us. Yeah, we have somebody. Quite a few viewers. Mm-hmm. Even if you 
you personally don't have a story. I'm sure that you've one time sat around a campfire with your friends or your family and they've said, who hasn't sat at a campfire and told creepy ghost stories? You have to have one or your friend or your family has something that has happened. Although I will say, and I'm not going to mention her name, I do have a friend who says she won't share it because bad things happen when she talks about it. And I don't even want to ask her what happened because obviously I would never that want would make her bad. talk about it, right? But um, I, I feel like that's a factor. She hundred percent would, but she won't, and so that scares me. <laughs> it gets heated. She can't because she's watching on her phone. <laughs> well, then you watch the replay. Come on, call in. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So. What? Oh, makes... my grandma's watching. Hi, Graham. Hi, Nanny. <laughs> what? What makes a paranormal experience? It's so different for everyone. I think it, it is. It is. I mean, there's various things, um, and as a group, that's what we we go to do. When we do an investigation, we look for preternatural stuff first. And basically that is natural stuff that may be like unnaturally happening. Mm-hmm. And what that means is we'll look for um, higher voltage, you know, wires leaking energy, um, wind blowing doors, um, seeing if there's some kind of breeze here or breeze there. You know, if they say, oh, the door's opening and closing, we'll watch it. We, we'll, we'll try to figure out why. Is it uneven? Is there a breeze? Yeah, I heard that too. <laughs> fire, fire, fire. They're um, coming for you, Jim. So we'll, we'll look at that stuff. And after that... I think we have a caller. Maybe. After that, we'll go on to the supernatural stuff. So I think people have a misconception that paranormal is like terrified. Yeah. yeah well, they watch it on TV and they see all that crap. Ever visit the psychic Carl Hewitt on Route 85 in Salem? He used to talk to an... I don't know how to say that word. Indian. (laughs) Thanks, Glenn. (laughs) Um, Obviously, I haven't. Have you heard of him? Who? A psychic Carl Hewitt on Route 85 in Salem. Nope. I vaguely remember my dad telling me a story about a psychic. You guys have a caller. Hello, caller. Go ahead, caller. Hi, um, this is Katina. Hi. How are you guys doing? Hi, Sarah. Hi. <laughs> um, actually, there's a, there's a, quite a few things I could probably share. As as I said, I'm, I'm from New Orleans. Um, I lived in Connecticut for about 10 years. But one of the most interesting things, this was not my experience, but sort of. I uh, I was going to a high school in the central business district and uh there was a guy that lived in a house on a street named orange street i don't know if you're familiar with the author victor klein but he includes this house in one of his uh books they're really good books about some haunted places in new orleans anyway uh i got invited to this party at this house and i was gonna go but i didn't go and i had heard stories from my boyfriend about 
all these different things happening, you know, like he felt a hand touch him on his shoulder when he was there, and the house was supposedly haunted and all these things, and you know how um, they found a, a rosary, a, a grandfather clock just stopped working, and then uh, there were these rosaries entwined in it mm-hmm. that were that had stopped it. They went into the uh, kitchen one time, and there was like a roast, uh, and the table was set, and there was a knife stabbed into the roast. Well, not long later, maybe six months later, my mom says, hey, Katina, look at this, you know, and there's this New Orleans magazine that published a story about it. Well, evidently what happened in the house was, and it only happens in the parts of the house that were originally there. When the uh, housekeeper was there, evidently the housekeeper or whatever got impregnated by the master of the home. And the child, they had a child, but the child was like um, Down syndrome or something, and they buried it in the wall. Oh, jeez. And they had already told me that they, there was a stain on, on the wall that they couldn't even cover with kills or anything. And they would put paintings over it, and the paintings would steadily fall. And so it's it's featured in a lot of books and stuff, but that's a very interesting story. But um, I also lived in this house where a lot of people saw... They would see this man in a hat with a briefcase and a little girl. And every now and then I would kind of feel something in there. And I was standing in the kitchen and I was leaning against the counter and a friend of mine was leaning against the table and we were talking. And I mean, weird things would happen, like the dryer would be open when it shouldn't have been open, you know, but you think, oh, well, maybe I left it open, you know, stuff like that. We're in the middle of a conversation, I swear to you. The faucet just comes on, like on. I'm not talking about dripping on. And it was off. I swear to you, I know. It was completely off. It just turned wide open. And um, so you know, there have been some things like that. And also, if you haven't checked out the models, that's definitely a place to see. Um, my son has special needs, and we um, were going into the home. And when they went to bring us upstairs, he just started freaking out. He was not having that. And I could, he's always been very sensitive. It's been quite obvious. And then when we were in the grounds, we had to go out because my friends wanted to go in and he wasn't having it. So I took him outside. There was this particular part on the grounds where there were these two trees that you could tell were really, really old, probably been around since it was a plantation during slavery times and stuff. Mm -hmm. They say the caretaker's cabin is haunted. I got to go in there, but nothing happened in there. (laughs) But he refused to go in in between these two trees. And when I was there, I felt I could feel the negative, like, bad energy that was there. He wouldn't even enter in that part, but I just thought I would share that stuff. Where, where, where was that last one that you said? Did you say that was the Warrens? The Myrtles Plantation. Oh, the Myrtles. You can Google it. Yeah. I've got some pictures from it on my Facebook page, but, um... Myrtle. Like, how do you spell that? I'm writing that, that down. <laughs> yeah. Is that, like, Myrtle, like, Myrtle no, Beach? Like... M-Y-R-T-L-E. Okay. Yeah, it's a real thing, the Myrtles. Oh, that's the first thing that popped up when I typed it in. Huh? That was the first thing that popped up when I typed it in. Yeah, well, the caretaker's cabin is supposed to be where the most activity happens, but my son wouldn't even go up the stairs when we were in the main house. He refused to. He just, like, freaked out. Wow. So he now, how long, all to leave. how long have you lived in uh, New Orleans? All my life, with the exception of the 10 years that I spent in Connecticut after Katrina. Oh, okay. Now, I've heard, I, I, I was in New Orleans briefly, but I've heard all the voodoo uh-huh. and all of that stuff down there. Um, yeah. How much of that? I'm a have you, 
Okay, awesome. <laughs> Outstanding. Most of it's true, but a lot of it's a, a, a good deal of it is, uh, what do you call that? Um, kind of like in Salem. Like hyped up, it's not as... Yeah, there is a lot of hype. Yeah, like embellished. Embellished, there you go. Yes, there we go. There okay. you go, yeah. But there is some real stuff. I would re- If you really want to know the real stuff, the, uh, I would read Victor Klein's books. He, he, he tells about the real stuff. And he speaks about that home on Orange Street. And he also speaks about, because the guy I went to school with, had he was living with his uncles. And it speaks of the two men that lived in the house but that they wanted to remain anonymous. So uh, that's why I'll only say Orange Street. Hmm. That's interesting. I was watching. Um, there was a police show uh, from, uh-huh. from down there, uh, Cajun Justice. And Oh, okay. I kind of remember it, but I never watched it. In, in one of these shows, they went out. This guy lived out on the bayou. Uh-huh. and. That's where my people are from. They had to take the, well. They had to take a boat out to see this guy, and the guy standing. Oh, wow. The guy standing out there. He's scared to death. He's got a, a, a rifle in his hand, and you know the cops are freaking out. They're like, "Put the rifle down! Put the <laughs> rifle down!" And um, they went out, and they're like, "What's going on?" And this guy swears up and down that he saw a chupacabra. Oh yeah, there's lots of, they call it here. Really, most people call it the rugaroo. The uh, Rougarou, that's yeah. what it was. You're right, the Rougarou. Yeah, yeah. And legend about it. Like, and when you're growing up, they threaten you. The Rougarou's going to get you if you don't behave. Well, they they, they went over and they looked, and, and sure as hell, I mean, there was something in the, the, the weeds that had, something ran through there. Now, they're in the middle of the bayou, so I don't know really? what we could. So they looked at this guy's video, because he says, oh, I got it on video. And uh-huh. <laughs> the look on their face when they watched the video I mean, these two cops—they turned white. Really? What part? Of, what what part of the swamps were they in? I, you know what? Do you I remember what I don't remember. Um, but if you oh, look up, God. if you look up uh, Cajun Justice and Rougarou, I, I think they have it on YouTube. I'm gonna have to check that out. So yeah. they they go looking. They don't find anything. Um, later that night. Well, of course not. Later that night, they get a call. Um, mm-hmm. From like nearby, and it was a farm, and this uh-huh. this guy's I think it was cows were ripped to shreds. Uh. Oh my god! And they're over there, they're looking at it, and they're like, "Oh, my, I cannot wait for this night to end," because now they're thinking that it was the same thing. Whatever it was that was over in the swamp just came over here and and just tore up well, this right. guy's cows. Um, it's a reasonable assumption. And, and they never did find out what it was, but I was just watching that, and I'm like, thank God I'm not a cop down in uh, down in Bayou country. No. No, I tell you, though, you can walk around the city and stuff, and you can feel, you know, stuff in certain areas, and there's stories about, like, different opera houses and stuff. But I was really curious about, you know, there were more witch persecutions in Connecticut than there were in Salem. I mean, when I was up there, I never heard any stories about it. You know, any kind of paranormal activity. I was curious if you guys knew of anything. I thought we did have witch trials in Connecticut. They just weren't, like, obviously as publicized. I, yeah. I'm no expert. I'm just, I, that's what I thought I heard. Yeah, more of... died in Connecticut than, in, than I, in Salem, which no witch died in Salem city limits, by the way. Uh, sorry, say that again? 
not one which died within Salem city limits. It was always outside of the city, right, right. outside of the city. Right. No one died in the city limits. Right. Well, I mean, we had the the whole vampire thing was kind of t- kind of mm. twisted in with the with the witch thing, especially with uh, Macy Gray. Yeah. The singer? No, wait a minute. Maybe we have a vampire this week now. <laughs> oh, Jim hates me. <laughs> it's a big thing right now, I guess. Maybe your last name wasn't Macy. Maybe it wasn't Gray. It was Macy something. I thought it was you're right. Gray is the singer. Wow, I missed Macy, that one. Oh, Macy Gray was the singer. Yep. And this not was, crazy. You're not, no, you're not crazy. I am. Um, <laughs> Macy Brown. Was it Macy Brown? Macy Brown. Yes. Oh, God. I can't believe I said Macy Gray. They're all colors. You know, brown, gray, red, blue. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the same. But, yeah, she was considered... Uh, being the first one of the first vampires here in Connecticut and then uh, there was also witchcraft tied in with that and um, her grave is still sealed up tight and uh, yeah that that was an interesting story one of our other investigators Dave he went to the grave and did a little story on it and uh, I don't think he called her Macy Gray but (laughs) so I'm looking at something from December of 1962 about um, something about a witch. If hold on, reading it, it's kind of in weird language. Are you talking about Onita Toops? Um, there's no name. Um, it's just showing the law um, against being a witch, which was established in December of 1642. Oh, okay. Um, but um. There was no formal mention of it in the colony of Connecticut until it became a crime punishable by death in sixty two or in sixteen forty two. Um, um, I think there was some in Hartford. Oh, okay. So yeah, Al Young and Mary Johnson. Stocks, I think, in Hartford, like a couple of them, like saved. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, Mary Johnson, I think, is that who you were talking about before? Yeah, yeah. I meant I was I accidentally used the name of someone from here. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was one Mary Johnson tried at Hartford in this country upon an indictment of familiarity with the devil and was found guilty thereof, <laughs> chiefly upon her own confession. Her confession was attended. With such um, convictive circumstances that it could not be slighted. So, yeah, we had some in Connecticut. Yeah, they say it was more than uh, in Salem. Because I think in Salem it was like, what, like 12 to 14 people tops? Mm, two men? I I don't know. Oh, the execution of the Greensmiths? Sorry, I was just curious. No, like, you got me curious. (laughs) (laughs) I think we can do a a whole show on uh, Connecticut witches. Yeah, we could. We could have snow involved. You should. That would be fun. Absolutely. Oh, snow would be such a trip to have on here. Yep. I mean, I know you've probably had her on here, but I mean, I just love her. You know what? No, she's never been on the show yet. What? Yep, she wants to come on the show, but... Um, schedules have uh, never worked out. No, you're coming. Oh, absolutely. We would definitely have snow on the show. 
Well, thanks for letting me call in. Yeah, Absolutely. thank you. Thank you Join for calling in. Oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> Bye. 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 Have a good day. Now, that was awesome. Hopefully we get some more callers. Yeah. I'd like to hear your stories. You and Katina share headache doctors. <laughs> oh, oh, is she a friend of yours, Dad? I don't Oh, that's okay. That that's a whole other. I think I know who that is. Okay. <laughs> I want a baby Yoda. That was so random. <laughs> well, no, I just brought it up. Build a Bear's releasing the baby Yoda. I want a baby Yoda, and oh, I'm not paying three hundred dollars for it. We had this discussion. Amber, 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 Amber. What's up, Amber? Hi, Amber. That's right. You know Amber, right? I don't know. Do I? <laughs> Amber, Amber Weinberg. Do I? Used to be uh, somebody else's friend. Used to hang out with somebody else. I mean, I know who you're referring to. I just don't know if I know him yet. You have another call. Call, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, this is Gwen. Hi, Gwen. Hey, Sarah. How are you? Good. I'm great. (laughs) Uh, I'm doing well, too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, no, since I finally met you. I know Sarah, though. Um, I was calling in today. Um, I wanted to call in with my ghost story, uh, which is really the only experience I ever had with a ghost. But um, I've never heard this, so this is exciting. An exclusive. So um, when I was living in Washington State, it's where I grew up, and we would spend every summer on the Oregon coast with my grandmother. Um, and so she lives in, New- or she lives in Newport, Oregon. Um, and there are several lighthouses in that area, but the, the famous one, or the most famous one, is the Aquina Bay Lighthouse. Mm-hmm. And it's haunted. Ooh. So I think I officially heard the story after I had, like, my sighting experience, um, which is interesting. But the, the legend goes, or so the legend goes, there's actually, I think, two different versions of the story. One is that some youth, it was like a young girl and maybe her friends or something like went into the lighthouse um, and this was after it had been abandoned and um, they were like playing around and climbed up into where like the lighthouse itself was Um, and then they all, you know, got done and left the building and this young girl went back inside Um, her friends heard some screaming and when they went inside, she was gone. Her body wasn't there. What? Um, and the only thing that was left was a handkerchief. So that's, like, the first legend as it goes. And, like, I know that one's been published in a book, but I'm not exactly sure, you know, if it was, like, a local author or something. But, like, I know that's a published story. And the other one that they'll tell, like, at the lighthouse itself um, is... Um, regarding a ship captain and like his boat capsized and so he drowned like there's um an area like on this shore it's very rocky it's not like the coastline here in connecticut like there's a lot of like rocks and cliffs and so the boat capsized on like one of those rocky areas like just up the way mm-hmm. um and um it's his ghost that then haunts the lighthouse because it as it wasn't working properly it like caused him to sink and therefore and, and pass away in this like, lighthouse. Those are two different like versions of the stories, but mm-hmm. there's like a lot of recorded sightings there. And of um, both, I or know that when, huh? of both, or just like 
Oh, both, yeah, which is actually kind of cool. I know, like, the, the fighting ice where I had, I swear, we were on the beach, and my dad and I would always go down to the, there's, like, several beaches that you can just, like, walk from, and it's free, and you can just, like, walk up and down the coast. And so we, were, we would do that, like, every single morning. And it was one of the mornings that we were walking back, and, like, the lighthouse is out of commission. There's not even a light up there anymore. But on the second story of the lighthouse, like, we were walking back up, and we kept seeing a light. And it was like, well, there's, we know that there's not a light. Like, we've been in the lighthouse. So there's not a light anymore. There's not a light in that room. But we kept seeing a light in the window. Um and we both saw it, which is, like, kind of cool. And that's one of the things people say that they have seen um, at that lighthouse. And I know that there's, like, stories or um, people have said that they just have, like, a feeling like they're being watched when they're in the building. Mm. Um, and I don't know. I mean, that could come from a lot of things, really, because there are security cameras and it is, like, a historical site. So... Getting watched while you're at the building to make sure you don't vandalize it or anything. But you know, as the legend goes, um, people you know say that they they feel things, and it's the only time I've ever had something like that happen where it was like, oh, oh, except for I don't know how to Route explain 11. this. Yeah, except for Route Eleven, that one's weird too. Wow. But, yeah. Oh, so you had the Route Eleven experience too? Yeah, it was me. But I, that one just happened to me pretty recently. It's one of the reasons that, um, uh, like, whenever I come home from the Colchester area at night, I live in Salem. So whenever I'm coming home, I always take my road home. If it's dark out, I will not take Route 11. Hmm. I mean, I still do. Kind of like, not to say I want it to happen again, but i almost want it to happen again because i want to be like see i'm not crazy it happened again but then people are still gonna think it's crazy <laughs> get a dash cam yeah well yeah. yeah you're a braver woman than i yeah yeah but wow thank you for telling us that story and i'm surprised because you've never told me that before <laughs> yeah i mean it's kind of the only one and you know I, it was something that happened when this was probably i don't know over a decade ago um last time we were there but we would do the beaches all the time and then I think it was older by the time I actually like learned that there were you know ghost stories and all of that associated with the lighthouse so I just always assumed it was a lighthouse so then hearing that after the fact of being like what about that one time dad he was like I don't know that's weird <laughs> that's kind of where we left it but hmm. it's interesting and it's like still you know to this day it's it's their famous haunted lighthouse is how they market it so Wow. But, I mean, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful area, and it's one of the only lighthouses you can really still get into. But that's awesome. Hmm. Yeah, that's outstanding. Um, a cop was killed on Route 11 in 2012 or 2014. I don't recall that. I feel like this was. I feel like it was after 2012, but before. Uh, 2014. That so would be 2013 because there's no other year it could be if it was after. Oh, I was thinking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was thinking 2011 is what was in my brain um, because Route 11, and so okay, I don't need to explain myself. Um, anyways, Route 2 would have or Route 82 would be the opposite end of where. Yep. Um, 
this would have happened. Not saying it's not connected, but um, I can't remember when I... I want to say it would have been 2013 that this would have happened. Well, I'm, I'm, so I'm I wouldn't, it, it wouldn't be related to, I mean, my personal, like, story of that would have been before 2000, obviously, 14. Thank yeah, you, Matt. yeah, absolutely. I'm going to have to look that one up and see. Yeah, I'm curious about it. And now, since other people are saying that, that they've had similar, it's on my mind. I think Gwen should go down it again. <laughs> Maybe. I'll, I'll kidnap Phil and we can do it together. I was, I was just going to say, ride down it together with Sarah. There you go. Yeah, there you go. That sounds like a plan. We can we can report back. Yes. That way one of you guys can work the camera and the other one can drive. And Safety first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Um, I don't know what. Oh, she's linking. Okay, yeah, I am actually interested in reading those. I love those books. I would read those books. And Gwen's like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, no, sorry, I'm I'm responding to the comments. I assumed. I I assumed. Gwen's a smart girl. She knows. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that with me. Yeah, absolutely. That was oh, awesome. Cool. Yeah, you know, so that's my only little one. But it's an interesting place, and I actually think, like, just the stories, I, I don't know, I'm really, like, I miss living on the West Coast, and I miss the Oregon Coast specifically, so, like, all of those type of stories I think it was really interesting, and it's such a pretty area, too. Like, you can kind of, it makes it easier, I think, for me, anyway, to, like, picture it. So that's why I've always just been drawn back to that one. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, and your story actually reminds me of um, in one of the books that I read um, for Prince Edward Island in between um, I'm thinking this is in between New Brunswick and uh, Prince Edward Island is the Northumberland Strait and there is such thing or sightings, if you will, of a ghost ship. And I don't remember the backstory, but I think it's something very similar to your story of the captain and his boat capsizing right there and yeah but i also feel like there's another version of a burning one so people feel like have seen like a burning ship in the north yeah, like something burning because that that makes me think of all of the like legends that go along with so we were in washington and we were on the desert side but um like deadliest catch um they all hug out of seattle uh-huh. Um, and like the ports in Seattle and then go up and all of those guys have stories of um, ghost ships and ships that have gone down it's like once you get up into like the Straits that are in Alaska because it's just such a dead, like deadly area it happens all the time the boats capsize and go down yep. mm. and, and so that reminds me of those types of stories where and if, know, if I remember correctly it, it took out a couple of the boats from the deadliest catch didn't it Yes. Yeah, I think I wanted two from the original season. Yep. Um, and, like, the original set of, you know, guys that were out there. I mm-hmm. think two of those ships went down, I think. That wow. sounds right. I, I want to say it was two, yeah. Yeah, so. It's crazy. Well, we're getting a lot of articles on here about people killed on Route 11. I know. <laughs> I feel like I knew about the 91-year-old because that was recent. 
I feel like I know none of these stories. I need to pay more attention to my local news, clearly. <laughs> well, it's NBC, so that's where... No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Um, 2011, one person was killed in a one-vehicle crash this morning on the southbound side of Route 11 in Colchester. Okay. No date? No. No, October 20th, 2011. Oh, 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 okay. But, yeah, I read that one. Right, but I, I guess I was confused because it just stopped there. <laughs> oh. Well, what more do you need to know? I, I guess. So 2011, I guess, would make sense. But, and Gwen, I mean, she moved here. When I did moved you move here? here in 2015. Right, so, the, Okay. Yeah, and then I would have moved to Salem in 2016. Yeah, so you okay. probably, yours was more recent. Yeah, mine wasn't, I probably, I think, it was either, like, exactly a year ago, or maybe, like, a year and a half ago. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah, I want to say mine was, like, seven I'm gonna years have ago. To go, I'm going to have to go take the team and, and just drive hang, back hang and forth and drive back and forth on Route 11. <laughs> but she said it's that exit, it's the same exit, so I wonder if it's... Same really, exit. Yeah. Okay. Have you guys ever been to the uh, in, uh, uncompleted part of Route 11? I've always wanted to stop and go walking down there. Yeah, same yeah, here. I've hiked up there before, um, oh, like a little bit, because there's like a post because I live like less than a mile from there. So there's a place you can park that's like down at the base there and kind of walk up a little bit. And I've done it before, but I've never like walked back very far or anything. All right, we're doing that this summer. I've always wanted to check that out. We're all doing it. We're going to make a Facebook group and set a date, and everyone's coming. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Let's check out the most haunted places in southeastern Connecticut. We should, you know, that would be cool. Oh, my gosh, like a booze cruise, but like... <laughs> no. Not like a cruise cruise, but like a paranormal booze cruise. You can't mix paranormal and alcohol. Are you kidding me? That's, uh, that's the fun part. Yeah, when you bring something home with you because, you know, you're hammered. Yeah, that's real fun. <laughs> like, we just don't tell... Like, we are so you're not You're not going to tell no, the no. ghost? Is that what you no, were going to no, no, say? No, no, no. We don't tell them. We don't tell the people that, well, like, we know. Right? But they don't. Nah. It's an experiment. This is... Oh... I I call the rights to this show. Oh, you hear it heard God. it here first. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Sarah Beer Bruise Cruise. You know what? That's it's got, got the a perfect ring. name. You're welcome. The Sarah Beer Bruise Cruise. <laughs> I would I would copyright that shit right now. Get that. You really should. I just got your million dollars. Magic. Well, Gwen, thank you for calling. If you have You're welcome. A, Thanks, if, guys. If you see anything anymore, let us know. Will do. Thank you. Hey, take care. Have a good evening. All right. Uh, Melissa said, is the lighthouse in the middle of the Thames River really haunted? That's a good question. Um, uh, Keith? Keith? Thank Thanks. you. <laughs> um, well, what lighthouse in the middle of the Thames? I don't remember a lighthouse in the middle of the Thames. You mean the Thames lighthouse? There, there's ledge light, which is in the uh, over in the ocean. That one's haunted. 
um, that was uh, the, uh, the lightkeeper's fiance or wife ran away with a sailor, and he was so distraught that he jumped from the top of the lighthouse, uh, killing himself. Yikes! And that is the ledge light lighthouse at the. Uh, I guess it's at the mouth of the Thames River, so yeah, I guess someone could be in the Thames River. So yeah, if that's the one you're talking about, then yeah, absolutely. What's the one that's right out? Um, Probably the one I was just talking about. Is that it? <laughs> no, because uh, the one that you see from Ocean Beach. Sure, yeah. I don't know because I take the, well, I used to take the ferry to Long Island all the time, so I'd drive by or drive by. I would <laughs> float by. What what would you call it? I would. Sail by. Sail by. <laughs> Guys. Yeah, that's the one. It's not Monday, but it feels like one. Yep. Um, drove right by the lighthouse. Drove right by it. Yeah, the um, yeah that's the... I. It's pretty. I just never really knew. Yeah, that's the one. Um, yeah, the lightkeeper, like I said, his wife ran away with a sailor. He was distraught. Uh, one night he went over and he jumped off the top of the lighthouse and killed himself. And supposedly he haunts the lighthouse. Interesting. I didn't know that was a thing. Now I... Yeah, they've actually done TV shows on it. Interesting. Word? Yeah. Did I just say word? I said word. And I feel like... Word. (laughs) Hey, I've beatboxed on this show before, okay? Damn. It was actually pretty good. I'll have to find that clip. Yeah, I don't know where it was. I was beatboxing and O'Grady was actually... uh, Oh, okay. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, although I got to say my beatboxing was better than his rhyme, but hey, okay. Well, I mean, we all can't be... Word. <laughs> Send it there. Yeah, right? <laughs> I so, won't finish that thought. Anyway, uh, that brings us to the end of our show today. Uh, again, there will be no show next week. And we will be back the following week with a topic yet to be determined. Sarah mm-hmm. will let you know. I got them all. Look, okay. So if you go to the page, let us know, because we want we want you guys to be involved. Because today was a cool show. You guys called, we talked, we chatted, yeah, had a good time. Whatever you guys want to talk about, we will talk about. And if not, we'll just tell you what to listen to. But that's not as fun. <laughs> that's right. And don't forget, <laughs> Connecticut's Wicked Weekend, February twenty first through the twenty third at the Hilton Hotel in Mystic, Connecticut. Um, it's one of the only. Horror conventions here in Connecticut. It's right here in our home, in our in our backyard. So uh, don't don't forget, don't miss out. It'll be a good time. I think I'll be there. I, I think I will too. Oh wait, that's right. I have to be there. You have to be there. That's right. Scares that care. We'll be there. So anyway, until next week. I'm Jim. I'm Sarah. Have a great week, and we'll see you next week. Uh, two weeks. Two weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks. Bye. See you.